Entrepreneurship is a wonderful career. However, it can also feel and be very lonely because you don't feel like anybody understands the struggles that you're going through in building your business. Well, that couldn't be any further from the truth. In this next episode, I interview Tenora. She is actually the CEO of Tenora Mia Consulting. And uh, she and I talk about entrepreneurship in general and the struggles you go through, but also the importance of finding a mentor or a coach or someone who's done it before or can at least give you some sort of pathway because you don't have to try and figure it out on your own. We also talk about tips of multiple, you know, streams of income, like how to create it. And even if you are doing a side hustle and you want to make your side hustle a full-time hustle, there's different things you can do to make that come true. Take a listen. Hey, Slay Nation. I'm your host, Heather. We're back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm super excited to jump into today's topic. But before I do, I want to intro to Nora Mia. She is the CEO of Tamora Mia Consulting. And she has like a whole bunch of other things that she does. Like most entrepreneurs, um, you you have like several different things that you're juggling. So go ahead and, and give us a little bit of a rundown of what all you do. Okay, so I guess we can start with the Pink and Black Honors. The Pink and Black Honors, is a, a this is my first time hosting this event. It's actually an event geared towards entrepreneurs. We, we plan to recognize and honor several entrepreneurs locally and nationally. And during this event, we're also offering uh, a pitch contest in which entrepreneurs can pitch from all over the United States, but the only prerequisite is that they have to be present for the actual event and which will have uh, Tabitha Brown will be speaking, Damon John and Hill Harper will uh, touch on financial literacy. So the pink and go ahead. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I love um, it sounds like that you're really using your success because you are a seven figure income business yourself. The consulting side is a lot of business, correct? Correct. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, like the pink, uh, the pink and black honors, I feel like that's just kind of like your way of reaching back out, right? Absolutely. Oh it is gosh. definitely my give back. And I'm definitely a person that likes to reach back and honor others and support others as they climb during their journey of success. Um, sometimes, you know, it's a hard road climbing that ladder and to have you know, others reach back and encourage you and to push you forward. It's just really a blessing to me. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I mean, I'm happy to, to be discussing with you today a little bit on, you know, giving back with some words of wisdom and maybe some tips when it comes to creating multiple streams of income. Now, I know a lot of people are just kind of like, okay, I got my full-time job. I got my side hustle. I got this, that, and the other. And so I'm wondering, like, how do I fit in this, you know, extra streams of income? There's only one of me. How can I do this? So how can people do this? So most entrepreneurs I've found to be are very multi-talented. And we, we're multi-talented without even realizing it. So a lot of these things I've, I have been handling several tasks at one point once for a long time. And now I'm just actually putting them into format where I can make money from them. Mm -hmm. So 
Someone just told me uh, we were discussing the other day. They said, well, you're a developer, a real estate developer. I said, I'm a real estate developer. They said, yeah, well, you own all these properties and this is what you're doing. I didn't even realize that. So it's things that we just do naturally because it is so true that and once you get to a certain level of income, you have to continue to have those streams of income coming in. So you're constantly thinking of new ideas to create new spaces, to create income and to sustain what you have. So my question then is like, because when we, when we say multiple streams of income, I think a lot of people think that's out of reach for them. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's only made for a certain tax bracket. That's only made for like the high figure entrepreneur. You know, I want to talk to somebody who's younger, maybe on their journey, or maybe somebody who does have that full-time job. And it's like, okay, well, I would love to have more money coming in. How do I make this happen? So for me, I would say, when I first opened my first business, I was I actually worked my corporate job for the first year. So I hired a staff. There's ways to do it. You just have to be creative. I hired a staff. I went to work so that I can have income steadily coming in and I launched my business. So that's one option. A second option is um, a lot of times we have talents that we don't use. My sister, for example, she's like, well, what can I do? Alongside of working, you have a gift of cooking. You can be creative and cook meals on the weekend. It's simple things. The gifts that God gives us, we have to tap into them and see how we can take advantage of them. I think a lot of people, that's where they get stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So what would be some of your tips I would say in trying to figure out what these talents are and how to make them profitable. So for me personally, my morning meditation and my morning prayer is that I align myself with my God-given purpose. So you have to know what that purpose is. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that once you know what your God-given purpose is, that can prosper you. The first step is you have to connect with that. You have to identify it. You have to learn it. You have to accept it. And then you have to work with it. That kind of brings me to this question. I think we're going to kind of, I think our audience is going to see that we're we're going to go off into this a little bit, you know, Oprah calls it woo-woo. I call it spiritual, <laughs> you know, this kind of stuff. But, you know, so she slays. We just launched our sister company, Slay F Creative Studios. We do a lot of um, social media marketing and marketing in general, content creation, right? Well, it's one thing to launch like a Soshi Slays where it's a platform and it's, you know, a community and, and we love it. It's another thing to launch a whole other business, right? And I almost say that Chauncey and I learned way more about ourselves in this second business than we ever did in the first business. Um, and I always go back to, you know, alignment and all that kind of stuff, but also to the mental challenges that you go through and the self doubt and imposter syndrome. And like, is this going to work? So as someone who has launched several things, been a part of several things, is that normal? How do people navigate that? Absolutely. And I would have to say that in my process of becoming an entrepreneur's a, a preneur and the downfalls and the 
heartaches and the lessons that I had to endure, it birthed my nonprofit. Mm. So my nonprofit is titled The Pink Party Retreat. So that retreat is geared towards uh, supporting women. So it's a respite space where we take a weekend off and we relax, we rejo- uh, rejuvenate, we talk about how we can support one another. And this stemmed from actually my business of feeling alone, not really having anyone to connect to, to talk to, being a single mom, raising children. How do you balance being an entrepreneur? How do you balance work and being a mom? So it birthed another space, Um which again is another gift that I align myself with. It birthed a space where women can come, celebrate each other, support each other, and just help each other through life's journey. Mm, it definitely sounds like a community. I want to get back to like the questions. Maybe we can start asking ourselves if we want to narrow down, you know, what our gifts are, because I think you definitely are onto something when you say that, like, um, it's on you to kind of figure out your alignment and and do that work. Um, I think, I mean, I feel like in the entrepreneur space, and maybe you can speak to this too. There's like the two types of people, right? You can, you can find the two types of people where it's like, um, I'm, I'm, I believe in spirituality. I believe in alignment, finding my gifts from God, blah, 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 or whatever. These are my gifts. X, Y, and Z. And then I feel like sometimes you have those other ones that are just like, I just look at where the money is and I just go there. I don't really care if I like it or not. (laughs) Yeah. So what has been your experience in in running into those types of people? I have definitely ran into those type of people. Uh, One of my businesses is a childcare center. I've had so many people ask, how do you start up a childcare center? with no clue of how to take care of a child, how to run a business, how to uh, change a diaper, how to read a book. To me, um, you can be successful if you don't have that experience, but it's different when you're operating in something that you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. that you enjoy going, it's gonna allow for more creativity. Yes, you can make money, but I make money, money doing something I enjoy. So I don't mind getting up, going to work and um, staying long hours or anything like that because I'm passionate about it. So I think the passion piece is very important to uh, making money and that will determine the longevity, you know, how long you stay in that field. And if this is something that, you know, you can make the money and then maybe, you know, move on to your passion. Mm. Okay. Okay. So in order to align and find these gifts, what kind of questions did you ask yourself? So me personally, like I said, I align through prayer. I align myself through um, tapping and learning what it is I'm good at. I personally, I don't want to go into a lane that I'm not really familiar with Uh, just to make the money, me personally, not to say that that does not work, but I, I try to align myself to why am I here? What can I share? What are my inner gifts? Now, if you don't know that, I would recommend that you uh, connect with possibly a mentor or a coach 
or someone to help pull that out of you to help you identify your areas of strengths and weaknesses to help kind of guide you if you're absolutely unclear of, you know, what direction you want to go in. Yeah. I know Chomzi and I always talk to, because we do get um, a wide range of ages that, you know, follow So She Slays and listen to our podcasts. And I mean, we have everybody from just graduating college to uh, single moms in their forties, you know, doing it by themselves or business running businesses and families at the same time. So we have a wide range and I always go back to um, curiosity. I feel like your passion, your alignment, whatever it is your gift is, always kind of stems from your curiosity. A lot of times your interests and your curiosity in a topic and a subject in doing something kind of always ends up trying to... I don't, I want to say it ends up like aligning. Like I've always like me personally, I've always been super creative. I've always known I wanted to be in media and entertainment and all of that stuff. Like, and I do, I do that now, but I like you entrepreneur wise, I have like 5 million different things going on. Um, So it's, it's very natural for that. But I do understand too, that there's also a lot of people who have that full-time job, who have their side hustles and They're just trying to figure out how to make that side hustle a full hustle, or, you know, maybe they have three ideas that they really want to do, but they don't really know how to get started. Um, Mm -hmm. How or what would be your tips or advice for those people? Simply just some things you just have to go for it. Some things you just have to try and not be afraid to fail. All failures aren't failures. Some failures are lessons to prepare you for the next. So if it's something that you feel led to do or to try, one thing I can say about myself, I've tried all types of ventures, uh, businesses, some worked, some failed. But the ones that I was able to connect with, you know, they were the, those were the ones that I chose to kind of stick with and to grow with. But you have to try and you have to start somewhere. I always say my my to my mentees, it is so important that you allow for error in your growth process. It's mm. OK to make mistakes. It's OK to try different things. It may work. It may not work. But allow for that error in your growth process. Absolutely. I think that's so important to learn. Um, I don't think, you know, mistakes are actually mistakes. They're just little bumpers to get you right back on the track. Um, So I also want to see too, like what other businesses are you involved in? You kind of talked about, you know, your mentorship, you talked about real estate. What are the others? So I have, uh, I'm a children's book author. I, um, I'm my most recent project. I'm working with an organization in Africa to help uh, raise money to provide awareness for fibroids. So now I'm starting to work with collaborations nationwide, globally. Uh, It's so many opportunities that arise when um, people start to reach out to you and say, hey, Why don't you, uh, can you invest in this or can you give us some advice in this? But my passion, again, is is supporting women through my nonprofit foundation. I have child care centers. I'm also a mentor. 
Uh, I love doing business startups. So those are some of the areas that I'm focusing in right now. What do you think is some of like the biggest things that hold back your mentees? Fear of failure, mm. fear of trying. So sometimes they just need that push and that confidence and that support. And sometimes it's just simply, you know, someone to believe in them and to encourage them. So that, like I said earlier, it's important to understand to allow for error. Just try it. You won't know unless you get out there and see. Mm -hmm. How, I mean, obviously through guidance and I'm sure it makes it easier to know that they have an expert on their side, but how do they themselves kind of um, usher themselves through that fear? Because it, oh, that fear is so powerful. To me, I, I think that's what makes the difference between an entrepreneur that's an entrepreneur by name and an entrepreneur that actually goes and get things started. Within the first five years of opening a business, more than 50% of entrepreneurs fail. Mm. So with those type of statistics, that can scare you. But like I teach my mentees, let my experience be your guide. Let some of my lessons guide you so that you may not have to go down that road. So when you have, again, when you have someone there supporting you, coaching and mentoring is so important. I always tell them, you know, you may invest $2,500 in a coaching program. And then that $2,500 worth of experience may save you $25,000 along, along the road. So it's so important that nowadays you take advantage of, you know, a good mentorship pro program or a good coaching program. I agree. Absolutely. That's actually how Slay AF Creative Studio got involved. Like I, I think Chauncey and I knew we had the idea, but it was another thing trying to figure out how to even, because an agency is very different than like creating a social community, creating like, mm -hmm. you know, a website and all it's, it's a different beast. Um, we knew what we were doing and what we wanted to offer. But again, through coaching, it's one of those things where it's like, we're learning from people who've already done it. And that is so crucial uh, mm -hmm. because there's things that I did not even think of, didn't even cross my mind uh, that I learned. And then I was like, oh, okay, we should really be thinking of this in such and such fashion. Um, so I agree with you and, and it's definitely worth it. And I always, I think the one thing that has always stood out to me too, and maybe for you is like this curiosity and this learning, right? Like, even, like a lot of people stop when they don't know, right? They're like, oh, but I don't know how to do it. Boom, stop. They, that's their excuse. But I think what really makes entrepreneurs is I don't know how to do it. I will find somebody who does. Absolutely. I'll find somebody who does, and then I'll find a way. So that's the difference. Entrepreneurs are, they're really, we're really different people. We're, we really are. We are really different people. You know, everyone, they don't share that same drive and it's okay. You know, God created us, created us all differently, but an entrepreneur to me, they have fire. They have determination. You know, they're able to fall down and get back up. Mm 
And I think that's so important because you're you're going to have some good and bad days. It's how are you going to get back up and try again tomorrow? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's that grit. I feel like that comes back in mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that passion you refer to is definitely there. I think it shows up in different ways for different entrepreneurs for sure. Um, but I also think it's like the refusal to let fail, just, just mm-hmm. the refusal. And it's like taking failure and mistakes. It's just, um, like if a business fails or, or something doesn't go through or whatever, you're taking that and you're not necessarily chalking that to the side, but you're either learning the lessons or you're pivoting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and pivoting is very important in entrepreneurship because you have to know, you know, if something's not working, it may be time to try something different. So I've had to pivot a lot in my career. Um, I've actually been in this, in an entrepreneur field for 25 years. So that's a long time. And, you know, I've had several programs, as I mentioned before, some worked, some didn't. But I, I didn't just lay down and say, OK, this is where I stop, mm. you know. So I had to go back to the drawing board and not give up and come up with. And I always have a plan A, B, C, and sometimes D to fall back on. Interesting, interesting. How has that like those backup plans worked for you? And how did how did you even come across backup plans? I'm a little bit more of a uh, entrepreneur that doesn't necessarily have backup plans. I maybe mm-hmm. have like A, B backup plans, but I'm one mm-hmm. of those people. Where it's like I just move forward constantly. And if it's not working, then I shift it to be like, OK, well, I wonder if it would work this way rather than like okay, this didn't work. I have like, maybe, maybe we're talking about the same thing, just different perspectives. I think so. I think that, you know, because I don't, if things are going well, for example, I'm constantly looking ahead. I'm Mm -hmm. looking down the road in case something comes up. How would I handle that? In case one time I had a building close and I had to come up with a plan where where can I move this program? Where can I move these students? I already had that in place, so it's good to kind of plan plan ahead for uh, unforeseen when you can unforeseen situations. Um, I think that just helps you be prepared mm-hmm. because things might- come, things come up, and things happen. You have to be a quick thinker, and you have to know how to transition to another plan. Sometimes I feel like that planning too, or at least just having a vague idea is going to give you direction and also Mm going to provide a little bit of security that like, Hey, at least I kind of know where I'm going because uncertainty is definitely a factor in any business and any entrepreneur. Like they're going to tell you uncertainty is a factor. You've got to be able to deal and how you deal with it determines, I think, your success, right? Just as much as how you deal with failure determines your level of success. Absolutely. Just like COVID, when COVID hit, a lot of people had to turn to uh, their plan A, B, C, or D. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to learn how to adjust and how to do things and operate differently. And, you know, it didn't mean that, you know, we failed. We just had to pivot you know, as entrepreneurs and some entrepreneurs could not bounce back from that. 
Mm. Some could not find a, a plan B, depending on what their business, you know, yeah. what was. But, you know, a lot of us had to be, become very creative. Absolutely. But I think that's like part of the game, right? That's mm-hmm. part That's part of it. Um, You mentioned before that you're a single mother. You were having like you doing all these businesses and that kind of stuff. I know I got some single moms in the audience and I think they're trying to figure out how how you were able to do that. Well, good question. I, you know, the grace of God for me. You're I, like, prayer save me. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. But, you know, I took my, I went into the first field because I was able to be with my children. That's mm-hmm. how I got in. Was actually, I was actually in the police academy. Oh, wow. We are drastically different. Yes. Yeah, so you're talking about a, a real life pivot. I was just completing the police academy and I had my middle son at the time I had just had a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to afford childcare? I couldn't. So that's when I came, I kind of fell into my first job as an entrepreneur. So that space allowed me to be with my children to uh, raise them and to all while I'm raising them, teach them how to run a business, how to be involved, how to uh, build generational wealth, how to be a leader. Mm. And I was able to do that while being an entrepreneur. That's great. Um, So to kind of wrap up the interview here a little bit, I always love to leave our audience with some sort of action item, something that they can start implementing or questions to ask themselves. So when we're talking about creating multiple streams of income we already talked about you know the bigger things that are standing in people's way and we also kind of talked about trying to find your own gift uh to help you even start this whole process if you could go back to yourself before you started branching out what would be the biggest pieces of advice or lessons learned that you feel like other people would benefit from? Definitely aligning with a mentor. I can't stress that enough. Uh, I did not quite have that 25 years ago. It wasn't as popular. People weren't as quick to share information as they are now, but definitely align with someone that could help guide you someone in the field that you're interested in going in, someone that could share the ups and downs that could give you tips to help prevent a headache for you. So I think people should take advantage of mentorship and coaching. Yes. And I know I said a last question, but I actually got one more. Um, (laughs) So in order to find a mentor though, I know everybody can just hop on Google, but there's also a lot of coaching and there's, even uh, this program called SCORE, which mm-hmm. is a free mentorship program. Um, I've never used it myself, but I've run across, I've come across several entrepreneurs that have used it and it worked for them. Um, so that's a, that's a resource right there. But if I'm trying to find a mentor who aligns with me, how do I know when I found that mentor? And how do I reach out? Well, most mentors, um, 
I think they would be open to you just asking. And you definitely you may have to try one or two. You may have to try several, but I definitely advise you keep trying until you find that person that connects with you, that you, you know, you'll know your person. You'll know because you'll feel that connection and you'll feel like, okay, I'm safe here. This person I can identify with. I can learn. They can speak my language. I can understand their language is definitely a, a language because everyone is not a fit for everyone. So that's very important that uh, you just search out a person that you feel comfortable with, you feel that you can confide in and talk to and ask questions. If if you come across a mentor that really, you know, doesn't supply you with answers that you're looking for, then that might not be the person for you. Exactly. So just the, the connection needs to be there. You're going to know. Um, all right. Where can people find you, get a hold of you, follow you? Absolutely. They can find me at tenormia.com. That's my website for uh, the Tenormia Consulting brand. If you're interested in having a mentor or a coach, someone that is uh, experienced and I'm a cheerleader for my mentees, I believe in having a personal relationship it's more than just mentorship for me. This is my passion. I want the people that come through my program to succeed. So I provide tools to help you sustain your business. Our goal is not to fail. Yes, I love it. And even if you do, you get back up and you do it again. You get you back up. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And Slay Nation, until next time, we'll catch you later. Thank you for having me.